0: This is an Oland in Sight podcast production. Welcome to Is That Movie Still Good, the podcast where we take a movie from the past, give it a thorough rewatching, and ask the question Is that movie still good? Today we're going to metaphorically go back into the toy closet. We're going to pull out our rock'em sock'em robots and see if it's still fun to make the head pop up. We got some fun boxing tonight because tonight's movie is the 1982 classic Rocky III. So, let's put on your gloves and get ready for some fun as we ask the question Is that movie still good? Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, welcome, friends. This is Is That Movie Still Good? So, we're excited. We're going to do Rocky 3 tonight. Before we do that, I want to thank everybody that's been listening. Um, our Oscar podcast is one of the most listened to two pods that we've done. I've got the results from our wagering, and we're going to save that for the season finale. Um, But I I do have the winners I won
1: right I think I won
0: If that's what you need to tell yourself It's kind of like going to the track You know You came out with a little money in your pocket But not as much as you started with Well did I at least cover my drinks and food You did not (laughs) No one covered drinks and food in this bet
1: (laughs) Somebody had to have (laughs) Uh, well, you know that's that's how it goes when you when you make wagers like this. That's
0: exactly right. That's
1: right. Uh, so so did Rocky? Did he did he might win money on the Rocky fight in this movie?
0: I, um, no, not, I don't think so. I'm not sure about that though. You
1: you, you imagine that if the if these fights happen in real life, somebody won some big money because there's some unpredictable things happen with the fights in this movie. I mean, we have three fights in this Rocky movie. Is that the most fights that have been in any Rocky movie? And of course, uh, the first one was for charity.
0: Right, right, that's right. And uh, and actually, at the beginning of this movie, you get the fight from the end of Rocky too. That's true. That's so four you get four fights, fights that yeah. you get to see in this one. So uh, um, a lot
1: of a lot of exciting things are about to happen. That's exactly the right. next hour. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, you know that for yeah. sure. So,
1: the, Jen, the first time you saw this movie, I mean, what do you remember about it? What do you what do you think about it now?
0: So this movie, I remember uh, being a kid, and I I always loved movies, but we didn't go see movies a lot. My parents and me, I had some cousins who saw this. They told me it was so awesome. They told me line by line everything that happened, and I was dying to see it. My parents let me go see it. This was kind of like that transitional phase from like when your parents, like, Dad took me to see Superman and Star Trek, and then otherwise it was, oh, they're re-releasing Bambi. Let's go see that. And so uh, this was kind of like when I was getting to go to the movies by myself for the first time, and everything about it was awesome. I know this movie really well. Um, But I probably haven't seen, seen it once in the last 15 years or so. And the reason I saw it then was my daughter, my oldest daughter, was about 10 or 11. And she talked to me about wanting to see a Mr. T movie. Um, well, there's only one that you need to see, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, this is it. So we watched it and uh, she loved it and she even watched it with me on the rewatch this weekend when we watched well, it. Well,
1: so. I, I don't think we have time to get into the details now, but I, I think we should do a uh, supplemental podcast on why your daughter, 10 year old daughter, wanted to see a
0: Mr. T movie. it's I <laughs> have no idea. Except <laughs> but
1: we'll we'll save that one for later. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I, I think I went to the theater for this one too. I think it's one of my early theater experiences. And it's funny because I, uh, a few years ago, my daughter, who at the time was around that same age, we got the whole, like, well, it was what, what three years when Creed came out. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. She wanted to learn about Rocky and we bought the whole set and we watched most of them. And I mean, she enjoys the franchise as much as I do. I, I, it's almost, it just doesn't relate to time.
0: No, I think that's right. It is kind of a timeless thing. It's. It doesn't matter how old you are or whatever. You watch these movies and you, and you are, are pretty pumped up. It gives you a good adrenaline rush, you know, some good action, um, some fun stories, and it's, it, it's just a great franchise. Um, and I would say I would break this uh, Rocky franchise down into four distinct parts. You know, the first part is Rocky 1 and Rocky 2.
1: Which are essentially the same movie except Basically, for Rocky
0: wins and Rocky 2. Right, right. Rocky 3 and Rocky 4 are the second phase of this, which is where, you know, Rocky was this art movie and it was this critically acclaimed hit. And so then you had Rocky 2 just extending it. Rocky 3 and 4 are kind of some uh, more entertaining mass appeal movies. Um, and then after that, Rocky 5 and Rocky Balboa, they don't even count. They're not that good. Right, And then we get the reboot with Creed, which uh, those those are good.
1: Well, and I would even say that even I agree with you 100 percent, but Rocky three and Rocky four are are very different, too. And and maybe we'll get into some of those like, you know, differentials later. But the is this one of the I mean, obviously, it is one of. But is it the best long franchise of all time when you think of the The movie franchises that have had like eight, nine yeah, type movies, yeah, yeah. and it's and it's hard these days because of the the Marvel movies and things mm-hmm. like that. It's like, is that really a franchise? Because it's not a linear story, right? So that, I think you have to encapsulate it into is, is a linear story. Mm-hmm. So you have like Godfather, you have Star Wars, you have Jaws. Maybe right, I don't know. It's right. like, is it this is the best one ever?
0: It's one of the best. I've, I would still probably put Star Wars ahead of it. And like I know when we were doing some pre-production talk, yeah, you brought up the question, is this the best um, number three, the best third film in, in a series ever? And it's really good. Return of the Jedi is a really good one, too. And those are the two that came to mind as like the best third film in an installment.
1: Well, well, I've had this discussion with a lot of people since we started working on this film. And there's a couple different ways to look at it. Is the third film in a franchise or a film that actually has number three in the title. Okay. So, but first, I will say that my personal feeling is the best third film in a franchise is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade.
0: Okay, I, I, I'll entertain that. That's that's in play. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a great movie. Now, thinking the best
1: movies that actually have the three in the title, this might be number one. It.
0: it I can't think of anything with three in the title as all that good.
1: Alien 3, Godfather 3...
0: Police Academy
1: 3. Police Academy 3. I mean, <laughs> there's a bunch. There are a bunch. And, and I mean, and the, and the, that's what's so interesting about us doing this movie is because when we started this podcast, we are like, oh, we're not going to do these like movies that people see all the time and that people know really well. And when we discussed Rocky 3, putting it on the agenda, we we're like, well, well, you know, and people don't see it that much, you know, and we, we, we I think we like, lied to ourselves just so we could get in <laughs> yeah that's right because the funny thing is the day after i like rented it off amazon and watched it and took all my copious notes the next day it was on amc oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so so we are breaking our rules which you know that that's what that's, makes life fun. What it's, we do. there's nowhere you can break the rules and still get away with it so just for those of you that like don't know much about this movie you know I, number one it's a rocky movie so montage Montage, montage. No
0: franchise or Uh movie does
1: montages better than the Rocky. No,
0: that's right, that's right. Uh,
1: And 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 it's great because it starts out like you said earlier. It starts out with the end of Rocky 2 right? Which is Rocky, you know, finally beating Apollo Creed, and you get to see Rocky doing the most one of the most famous scream lines of all time. Which, Jim, I want you to do it, Adrian. We did it! (laughs) Yo, Adrian! We did did it! it. And and, and it's so cheesy, but when you look at it, you believe them. Which, I'm sorry I'm going to digress so much from the plot. Eventually we'll get to it. But we talk a lot about um, the overriding of love stories Mm -hmm. and the force love stories into a screenplay. After I watched this movie, and I never thought about this after watching a Rocky movie before, is this more of a love story than a boxing movie?
0: Um, I think the first film is um, more of a love story than a boxing movie. And I do think the love story runs through this. And to your point, it's not overwritten, and it's a love story that you believe because these two people are just common people. They find each other. They grind through their lives together. And even in this one, when they're at their peak making money, they're wealthy – you know they still have their struggles, and Adrian is right there with Rocky, and he is right there with her, and it's it is really a great love story, I think.
1: Yeah, and and and, and I think
0: part of that too
1: is like if you think about who the other main characters are in this movie, because mm-hmm. probably the other main character at this stage in the franchise is Polly, Right. which is Adrian's older brother, right? Right. And he's a complete drunk, but 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 anyway, so you know we get the. We get the ending, Rocky's finally the champion, and we get our first awesome montage, and we get I am the Tiger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just, I mean, does that still, like, I mean, did that get you fired up when you saw it Every single
0: time it does. So, so, one of the things that I want to do as we go through this podcast is, I've written down a couple of, because Rocky 3 versus Rocky 4 is always a big thing with people, and so I've got some categories for us to kind of think about as we're going through this. Right. So, the first one I've got on here is which one gave us the better song. And I mean, it's not even close, right? We got "Eye of the Tiger" from Rocky three and we got what in "The Burning Heart" from Rocky
1: Four. Uh, no, no, it's coming to America.
0: Well, we got, got James li- Brown living in, living in America,
1: or living in America, yeah, yeah living in America. And not a great—I I would say "Eye of the Tiger's a better song, but we did get James Brown. We did get James Rocky Brown. IV.
0: Well, that's going to get to Godfather. another question. Oh. That's right. <laughs> that's that's we're going to get to another question regarding James Brown a little bit later. As we get in the movie, uh,
1: and so this first montage starts off, and and it's you know. It's awesome. I mean, it's not as good as. What do you think is the best montage in the Rocky series? Mm. And, and I'm going to make it quick just so people don't yeah. wonder. It's in Rocky 4. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's in Rocky 4. It's when Rocky shows up in Siberia. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The training sequence in Rocky 4 is awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you get him in Siberia and you got. Uh, it, it, it's it's fantastic. So, but anyway, in this montage, it's it's not Rocky training; it's Rocky getting his fame and getting his money. And so he's like, you know, doing Amex commercials. He's on the cover of magazines. He was on the Muppet, the Muppet Show. Show, and that
0: was a real clip where he actually was on the Muppet Show. And and they, Jim Henson, came back in and dubbed the voice for Kermit the Frog to say Rocky Balboa instead of Sylvester Stallone. So, like, some of that stuff is is legit and real. There was a clip of him at the Oscars when he was there for um. Rocky, the, the original film, yeah. and it's it's a lot of stuff that was real cut in with a lot of stuff that wasn't. There was a lot of merchandise that they showed. There was actual real Rocky merchandise that was available back at the time. It's well, an awesome montage. It is it's awesome. Great.
1: And, and and as you're getting into the montage, and you're getting all excited because you you know you've been like watching two movies of Rocky, and you've just been rooting for him, and now he's made it. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Clever Lang shows up in this montage, and he you know that's Mr. T. And and he's just beating people up, knocking people down. I mean, he's like kind of like an early precursor to Tyson.
0: Yeah, the way yeah. he's
1: just beating people up and mean about it, doesn't care. And you know, and then he starts like challenging them. I'm the number one. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna come after you. That type of stuff. And you know, and the montage ends, and then we get back to this family relationship with mm-hmm. Polly. Right. Now Polly's drunk. Right. Polly, how many, how much of the whole franchise does Polly not have a drink in his hand?
0: No, it's, it's very rare. It's, it's rare. And this, this sequence is, you know, the sequence we're getting ready to talk about, it's, I've never loved it. I get it. I get what's going on there, but I've never really loved it. And quickly, how is Burt Young rated in the credits higher than Burgess Meredith? I've thought about that every time. I even went back and looked at well, filmography. I mean, and-
1: Bert Young was in Chinatown. Yeah, he was. He Once was. upon a time in America, and he was went Back to School. Dangerfield. Yes, yes, he was. But right, he's not Burgess Meredith. No, Burgess Meredith is is he's he's been acting since the forties. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and well, here's the great thing about Burgess Meredith, and we're not going to get into his filmography because it's right. just so extensive. But he is the second person that we've discussed on this podcast that played a villain on the nineteen sixties Adam West Batman. Oh yes,
0: yes, he was. Uh, he was the, uh, Penguin. the Penguin in Batman. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah,
1: we talked about the Riddler a few yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, but yeah. So, but but you are right. You know, Bert Young, he does get a higher credit, and but he's drunk and he goes into an arcade. Mm-hmm. This is that like early nineteen eighties arcade. Yes. It, I got excited when I saw I know, that scene. I, I was know like, it. man, I, I love... Because I love that... Uh, I, mean, I think kids miss that. Because you have everything in your hand, and you can hold your, it, and you don't have to drop quarter, the quarters. Right, right. Because back then... Because everything's free now. You lose, you can play risky, because you just hit
0: start over. Right. Back
1: then, you had a quarter.
0: Right. You had to play hard. You better make it last, son. Make it
1: last, but because it's going to cost you another quarter to play again.
0: Right. And that was if you went to the, the arcade, Like, right? Did you ever go to... I like Walmart or whatever back in your town and they'd have Pac-Man and, and, and Galaga. Galaga Centipede or something and you're like, Mom, while you're shopping, can I please have a quarter? You yeah. can have one and you're like
1: I gotta make this oh, quarter last like thirty five minutes. I've, I've
0: got to I've got yeah, to get to like level save. seven. Yeah, save. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Don't
0: die. And I and, and I and that part of it is nostalgic is nostalgia is awesome. And then we see um, the Rocky pinball machine. Did you did you do you remember seeing the, one of those? Adernark? Oh, sure. Yeah, that, it was a real pinball machine that they made for marketing this movie. And it's it's a pinball machine of Rocky standing there with his arms up as the champion. And Paulie is is having this envy situation where Rocky's gotten all this fame and he feels slighted. He feels like Rocky hasn't really looped him in, and he's just jealous of, of Rocky's success. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, at some point, I mean, he's so mad. He's and and, and but it boils down to it. It's really. I, I was I was kind of mad at Polly at first, mm-hmm. but then it kind of boils down there in the parking garage, and they're kind of shoving each other back and forth, and they're kind of getting mad at each other. And, and Polly's like, you know, looks at Rocky and he's like, "Can I just get a job? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, can, can I just want a job? Right. You know, Because you're rich now, and you're, like, you're not giving nothing to me. And not that Polly, not that Polly deserves it, but Polly was in the corner." Sure. For the Apollo fights and has stuck with him and has known him since it's his brother in law. Well, and I suspect. I mean, if you, that- if you went from like nothing like Rocky wasn't the mm-hmm. beginning of Rocky 1 and now you're at Rocky 3 and you're loaded. Right. You know, and your brother in law at least hadn't betrayed you. Right. I mean, Paulie's an idiot, but he hadn't betrayed him. Right. Wouldn't he
0: at least throw him some bones? Yeah, of course. And I think Rocky, I think Paulie is taken care of, but I think that there probably is some pride too, right? Like if you grew up on the working streets, like you don't want a handout. You want to work. You want to be valued. And I think part of his whole frustration is, like, I'm here. I'm along for the ride. But can I please just have a job? Can I work for you? Can I be involved in the, all of this process so that I have some value in all of this? And you know what? Rocky gets it. And Rocky just turns to him and said, all you had to do was ask. <laughs> That's right. And and Rocky <laughs> is – and, 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 and Paulie's coming at him. And Rocky is getting ready to fight him in this you know $1,000 suit with his overcoat. It's – by the way, Rocky's suits in this movie are amazing. He is well because he's rich now. Yeah, he's rich and and the he he's a handsome man in a fabulously tailored suit. Well, every this, time he turned around, this was the
1: movie. He cut his body fat down to like three point eight percent. All he was yes. like eating was like rice and chicken. Or that's right. No, and I don't even think he ate rice. I think it was like egg whites and like chicken for eight weeks straight. Just shredded yes. himself. Yes, just completely shredded himself for this movie. So then, anyway, we cut to Rocky and Adrian in bed together. So, I mean,
0: what do you th- what, what do you think about Rocky's wife? Yo, Adrian! So, Talia Shire, she um, hasn't done a lot that you're going to know. She got nominated for two Oscars, got nominated for um, Rocky, and then for Godfather 2. But, I mean, do you think that, I mean, if you think about her career, though, I mean, she, like you said, I'm not going to say she's a bad
1: actress. Right. She just hasn't been in a lot of things. But if you think about, and she's been in lots of movies and stuff, right. just not anything recognizable. But if you could have been a
0: Corleone mm-hmm. and a Balboa, yeah, I mean, I mean, does it get any better than that? Not really. I mean, she <laughs> for, for her chops, what she ended up getting out of it, I mean, hit no. the lottery on that. Yeah, right? I
1: mean, she's she's in two of the most iconic movie franchises of all time. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, she's a Coppola. Correct. You know, she's Francis for a couple of sisters. Yes. Uh, which, does that make uh, Pauly Francis for a couple of stepbrothers?
0: I guess. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. Let me ask you this question about Talia Shire. And, uh, have you ever been attracted to Talia Shire? Have you ever looked at her on screen and been like, she's not a bad looking woman? Well, I, I would not say she's not a bad looking woman. But right, have but I, I ever
1: been like, is she,
0: like, am Talia, I really attracted to yeah, her? She's got it going her? on, right? Yeah,
1: is she a head turner?
0: Nope, no, 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 no. But
1: she also has this basic quality because you think of those characters too and, and whoever, you know, cast it, casted it right because do you want Sonny Corleone and, you know, uh, why why am I forgetting... The main guy
0: now. Uh, Mark, Michael Corleone. Michael, yeah. Michael. Sorry, Sorry.
1: You, 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 hey, it's not as easy as you think, right, right. <laughs> get, get your Corleones and your Balboas in the same room? Yeah. Yeah, it's, oh, it's harder than it sounds. But anyway, I mean, you know, you know she's just the younger sister. Mm-hmm. She's kind of, yeah, like you said. And, she's and they
0: needed somebody homely for Rocky, right? Did. You did. You, could, you couldn't You could, have... had to
1: be homely for Rocky. Yes, Because yes. He, he wasn't, if you think back to Rocky 1 in the first, like, 30 minutes of that film, he wouldn't have fallen in love with some, like, you know, you know, Pam Anderson. Right. Type right, person. right. It's like, he just wanted somebody sweet and loving that like appreciated him.
0: Right. That's right. Know? That's right.
1: And same thing, you know, in the, in, in, in the Godfather, in the Godfather, she was almost like the daughter
0: right. that
1: loved her daddy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Either way, she was casted well. Yes, and, and I think this whole movie was casted well, and of course you can't say Rocky Three was casted well because essentially it's the same cast. Let's progress from the movie, but if you think about like the the cast in this, you know, you also we talked about Burgess Meredith. Mm-hmm. You know, you wanted that old trainer guy, which right. once again brings me back to like the Mike Tyson like customo right. which is kind of funny because it's almost prophetic. Yeah, like it what's is. going it, on? Yeah, here?
0: Kind of but I think that's happened in boxing for eternity right like there's always this old guy at the gym who's training these guys and he's but i think it is plays off of that but it also is prophetic too and this this rocky franchise rocky when it came out actually started this this about 10 year window where there were a lot of movies about boxing and wrestling and it kind of opened that up to where it was a popular thing to make at that time too
1: well and, and thinking about casting here's something very unique about this movie is there was somebody that was cast in this movie that had to give up a very lucrative career to be in this movie and they chose to be in this movie Do you know who that was who was it hawk hogan
0: oh oh well see i read a couple of different things about that um what, what what did he have to give up for the the show? He
1: Vince McMahon fired him from oh. the WWF because Hulk Hogan said I wanted to be in this movie, and at the time, mm-hmm. of course, Mr. T was wrestling. Hulk Hogan was one of the biggest draws in wrestling.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And well, he so so the story I read had um, Stallone's people. Stallone wanted him for this this thing, and. Uh, Hulk didn't think it was real. He was like, nah, not really. And then he was wrestling in Japan or something, and he got a Western Union actually from Stallone that said, I want you in this movie, call me. And he called him immediately and said, I want it. I'm in. I'm I'm in 100%.
1: So let me ask you this. Were you real big into wrestling as a kid? Yes. Yeah, so at the time for me being like a Mm 10-year-old, Hawk Hogan being in this movie was insanely awesome yes it was it was so awesome I mean I, we watched it every Saturday I could I could rail off uh, you, you want to know Jack Dog, Iron Sheik Andre the Giant yeah Iron Sheik. Uh,
0: uh, you know, Jimmy Superfly Snuka. right right uh, I mean, Macho Man Randy Savage right. Rowdy Roddy was, Piper King Kong
1: Bundy and, and, and I will tell you this so um, and, and this was actually a few years even after this movie was made our high school football team when I was like a freshman or sophomore we went to Hera Arena in Dayton Ohio Shout uh-huh. Shout out to all the Ohio listeners to watch a WWF event. And I've never been anywhere louder. The only thing I can compare it to is I went to a NASCAR race once. Mm-hmm. That was pretty loud. But I've never been in an arena. I've been to tons of concerts, seen tons of like famous people live. Never been in an arena as loud as it was when
0: Hulk Hogan walked in I believe the that in the 80s when that happened Oh my goodness it blew, uh, yeah
1: it permanently did damage to my ears
0: You know here's another interesting thing about wrestlers is they're all um independent contractors so they have the hardest taxes to do of anybody in America because like if they wrestle in Ohio and they make money yeah. there they have to file Ohio taxes and then they have to turn around and file Georgia taxes after they wrestle in Atlanta so it's probably like you know 30 different states that they have to file taxes in so Whoever yeah. their accountants are, they're getting, they're making their money.
1: And we, and we will accept uh, offers to promote a tax companies for the right price. Absolutely
0: right? correct, correct.
1: <laughs> Just saying that. <laughs> so, so anyway, so and, and we'll if, promote
0: uh, a wrestler. I mean, like honestly, we're good with that.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll do whatever. Uh, and so in the movie, like Hawk is Thunderlips.
0: Thunderlips. <laughs> Thunderlips. Ultimate lips.
1: male. The ultimate male. And he makes me think of Ric Flair.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. He it, is very Ric Flair. Well, style. And here's
1: what I thought about it first. I was like, he's so Ric Flair, but then it was at the same time was like. We well, still kind of Hulk Hogan because yeah. Hulk Hogan was like kind of like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't ultimate to me out. So, have you ever gone out in public like in a pair of those little wrestling shorts that they would wear in the ring? Not yet. I mean, would, I, I don't
0: even know uh, what are the, what are those made of. I have no idea. That's a great question. I don't. I don't know. <laughs>
1: it's, <laughs> it's 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 like a gymnastics uniform, but very form. Yes, 20.
0: it is. It is, yeah. and.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, so Thunderlips, like we said, he's like totally vain. And but the funny thing is, going into this fight, Rocky, it's a charity event, and Rocky's like kind of, you know, hey, how you doing, buddy? Hey, let's do some Polaroids yeah, after yeah. the fight. Let's keep it soft. Let's entertain the fans and and all that kind of fun stuff. But uh, as the match starts, you know, Thunderlips is not taking it lightly at all. Business. And, and, and he just starts beating the crap out of Rocky. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and from what I've read, Rocky was—I mean, uh, uh Hulk Hogan was putting some real it beating it on him. him. I think that I think that whole sequence I read took ten days to shoot. Yeah, and I mean,
1: and here's the thing about Sylvester Stallone—he he took the took the beating. Now he mm-hmm. wasn't doing the big stunts like the stunt yeah, being thrown over the thing with somebody else, and, and and his brother Frank would do some stunts. Right. But even the scene where Hulk Hogan threw him over the ropes. Slide told Frank, "You're not even doing that." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how big of a stunt is. But I mean, but also in Rocky Four, I mean, you know what uh, Dolph Lundgren did to him?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I
1: mean, Dolph Lundgren put Sylvester Stallone in the hospital mm-hmm. for five days because right. Stallone was like hit me hard, mm-hmm. and he like did something to his heart where mm-hmm. like yeah, I mean, so uh, you gotta respect Stallone like he. he you, you, when you're watching the movie, you see those jabs, and you can tell they're four inches away from the face, and they're just going pow, pow.
0: But he also would take a punch right. for a good cut, too. That's exactly right. That's right. And, and in that, uh, you know, the size difference between Hulk and Stallone is so great. Like, it, he couldn't uh, deadlift Hulk. You know, the scene where he actually throws Hulk out? Yeah. He actually had to have Hulk jump into his arms. Like, they stage yeah. it because he's like, I can't lift you. Like, they tried it. I cannot lift you.
1: Yeah, well, and here, here's one one funny thing too, and like once again, like kind of going back in the memory banks. So when Hulk Hogan's entering the ring yeah. in this movie, you see all the guys doing the thing where they're sticking their left arm out across their body, and they're taking their right arm and they're putting it up, and it's almost kind of like giving somebody the finger. You know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. When's the last somebody you saw, saw
0: somebody do that? 1989.
1: Yeah, I mean, why isn't that? St- <laughs> what what I don't happened know. to that? I don't know. I, I, I think we should teach it to our kids. And to give them a new way to offend people, and nobody will know they're doing that's it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, I just laughed when I saw that because I was like, I, you, "That was in movies all the time back then." Yeah, 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 yeah. And you would actually see it like at the gas station if you cut somebody off. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. But like, nobody right. does that anymore. No. But no. yet, the middle finger will, middle finger endures.
0: Classic. Eternally. It, it'll always be there. Well, um, the the other thing about the size thing is like, what they list Hulk at like seven two or seven four? He's or only something. like six
1: three. Yeah, he's six No, no, no. I think they say he's seven foot tall.
0: Yeah, he's seven seven something. But he's uh, he's not that tall. But they had to do it because Stallone's only five ten. And they list they it's Rocky. Rocky at like what six six one? Four, yeah, six. six, six five, which six is, is
1: funny because when they talk about his weight later in the movie, they're like. He, he's at the, the first clubber leg fight. He's at like, I don't know, 195, 200. Yeah. So he, if he's 6'1, that's not real big, but he's right. like totally straight. Right, right. And then the second, he's like, second oh fight my God, he was, he's lost
0: 20 pounds. He was 191 for the second fight. And when we were watching this the other night, my daughter's like, is that really a heavyweight? I oh, said, it's not a heavyweight at all. Well, it's, it's, it's technically a cruiserweight. You can fight the heavyweight. I looked this up. Um, the cut to fight heavyweight was 190 at that point. So he could have fought heavyweight, but technically he was a cruiserweight. So what you're saying is, in the early '80s, you could fight heavyweight at 180, 190? 190, 190. I think that's current. I don't know if that's then, but I, did I, I look wonder at it. what
1: Holyfield was when he was fighting heavyweight, because he was, uh, you know, essentially a middleweight.
0: Yeah, that's right. He was, he was similar, size. similar type of stuff. Yeah, he you was know. probably around 200.
1: Yeah, and 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 you know, like we talked about, you know, just to get back to the plot for a second, Thunderlips like is taking the fight very seriously, beats him up, throws him out of the ring, and now now Rocky is like, oh crap, i these guys really want to fight me. Yeah. And so what's he do? He's like, Polly, cut, cut, cut my gloves off. Cut your gloves off. And of course Polly shows up with a switchblade. He <laughs> yeah. like cuts his gloves off. And Rocky's got his taped up hands. And this is really cool. I don't know why I think this is so cool. He's like, Cut my gloves off. Cause if you know anything about boxing and fighting, the the gloves do take away a lot yes. of the power.
0: Yes. Yes, but they, they, they also, weigh a lot. It,
1: they weigh, and, and, but it also, if you're punching somebody without gloves that yeah. any times, it'll hurt it your, hurts hands. your hands. it
0: yeah, yeah, you're going to break but, them. But
1: at this point, Rocky's like, uh, the only way I'm not getting beat up by this guy is I'm going to punch that bag of meat like I did in Rocky 1. Yes. And and he does it. He gets back in the ring, and he just starts giving him thunder lips, those hard body blows, and just starts taking him down. And then, like you said, the kind of fake scene where he like, yeah, kind of throws him over. him over the ring again. And like everybody's going crazy and nuts, and and they get back up in the ring for the end of the fight, and and it's great because Thunderlips Hulk Hogan is like a classic wrestler. <laughs> He's like, are we going to do the, the poll right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are we going yeah. to do the poll right now? And then Stallone says,
0: "Oh, charity really hurts," or something like that. Yeah. So let me ask you this question: This is a, this is another one that I've got for the Rocky Three versus Rocky Four. Which film had the better cameo? Because we had Hulk in Three, we had James Brown in Four, and we had a bonus cameo in this sequence. Do you know who that was? The ring announcer was Leroy Neiman, the famous oh. artist.
1: Oh, okay. No, I didn't know. The guy with that. the mustache that comes halfway oh, across yeah, his oh, face. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's, I that's Leroy it. Neiman. Oh, okay. And then they do sneak cameos in every once in a while because we're getting ready to talk about like a training scene. Yeah. And where do you see like a few people pop in here right. and you know,
0: there? I think the better cameos three. I think Hulk and plus Leroy Neiman is greater than the James Brown sequence in four.
1: I don't know about that. I mean it's James Brown. And I'm a big James Brown. Fan, yeah, yeah. So maybe yeah. I'm biased. Maybe I'm biased. He's a godfather of soul for his sake. <laughs> <laughs> so so our next scene we go to the unveiling the of the Rocky statue. Yes. Yeah. You know, and and I, I, I meant to talk a lot more about the Rocky statue. But for the I and maybe you have more about it, but it's like, there's a whole story about number one, like Sylvester Stallone had it commissioned for the There's actually three of them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the one in Philadelphia. There's somewhere else. They've actually been trying to auction the other one off and, you know, nobody's willing to pay more than a million dollars for it. And then the one that's in Philadelphia has been moved around a bunch yeah, of times. Yeah, I'll give you the quick synopsis yeah, of that. Tell, it, yeah. was,
0: it, was, it was placed at the Philadelphia Art Museum for the film. After the film, Stallone wanted to donate it to Philadelphia, to the city, to the art museum. And it created this big battle between the art museum, the arts council, and the public about, about it. The art museum did not want it, and there was this battle about what is art, and, and the art museum folks just viewed it as a prop for a movie. So, ultimately, the public outcry prevailed, and they kept the statue, but they moved it outside the Spectrum, the old basketball and hockey arena. So it stayed there for a while, then they moved it back to the museum when they filmed Rocky V, then they moved it back to the Spectrum, then they tore the Spectrum down, and they put it in storage, and now it is in a park. At the base of the steps leading up to the museum, so it like you said, it is a well-traveled statue with an interesting history. Well, and, the, and, and the you sca- have the
1: other two statues, and like like I said, like one they've been trying to auction off the one for a while. So if you want your own Rocky statue, you could probably get one, right? But it could cost you a million
0: bucks, right?
1: Right. And you know what? If 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 I you know that kind of like you know income. I, I, I might buy one.
0: I, I mean <laughs> –
1: Because, I, mean, I mean, I would put it back by, by the pool.
0: I'm surprised that somebody like ba- Elon Musk has I, I would
1: that. put it by the ba- under the basketball goal <laughs> so I could post it up. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs>
1: I mean, can you imagine posting up the Rocky right. statue yeah, or, that's like, awesome. a turnaround layup? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of things you can do with a million-dollar Rocky statue. Sure. <laughs> and they're out there if you need one. But, but uh, you know, they're doing this ceremony and Rocky's like, I'm going to retire.
0: right. Because
1: uh, right. he's so rich and famous now.
0: And, but guess who's in the audience? Clubber Lang. And Clubber Lang has been there at all of these things. And that's an interesting thing about this movie. Like, Clubber's there watching some of Rocky's title defense fights, and Clubber's in the crowd at the, the charity match with Hulk Hogan. So he's there, but there's never any attention. It's almost like he blends in, except he's Mr. T, and how is that dude not? how is that dude blending in? Like, how is nobody paying attention to him? But he's in the crowd there, and he loses his mind. So is he
1: stalking Rocky at this point? A little. I mean,
0: can he get a restraining order against Mister T? Uh, well, probably not, because he's buying tickets to things. He's going to public events. He's not outside his house or anything, right? Okay, like, not yet. Not yet. Not yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, though. But towards the end of the the ceremony, the statue ceremony. He does kind of step up through the crowd, and he's like, I got you. He's like, I'm the number one contender. That's You're afraid. You won't fight me. You won't fight me. And Rocky's kind of laughing him off, and then like a scuffle starts. Right. And it, the, oh, next thing you know, they're almost fighting in the well, street. Well, they're almost
0: fighting because because in one of these – in a classic scene, he's like, hey, woman. <laughs> hey, yeah. woman. I bet you lay in bed at night dreaming about a real man. Come on back to my apartment. And, and and then it's on. It's on. It's totally on. It's totally on from there. It's, and Talia Shire, and, and, and Adrian's kind of like, well. She, she thought mean, about it for a second. She thought for a she second. She thought about <laughs> for a
1: second. Yeah, she did. She's like, I like to rub that walk. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, 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 but she, you yeah, know, she, she's an honest woman. Uh, but <laughs> and, and Rocky's like all upset. He gets back, and he's talking to Mickey, and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm not retiring right. now. I'm going to fight this guy. I'm going to fight this guy. And Mickey's like, you can't do it. It's like, and then we, and then this is where this movie like really kind of changes pace from like the rest of the franchise. Because what we start to find out here is that Rocky's been kind of manipulated by his mentor.
0: Yeah, I mean Mickey has been setting him up with some tomato cans to uh, keep him at the top, keep him, keep him safe, keep, keep him healthy, keep, make him, yeah, make him some money, and um, you know, understandably, this happens all the time in boxing where guys kind of lose their hunger and. Uh, well, I don't think Rocky ever lost his hunger. I don't think he I don't think he knew what was going on. Right, right. It's hard to blame Mickey, but at the
1: same time, you know, Rocky was a competitor. He, he wanted sure. to fight. Well, and we
0: don't know that there were any legit challengers during this time, it, right? Like, if, if, if Tyson was. had Holyfield or something like that, you know, like, the, you, you know who you want to fight. But if there's nobody out there, there's no big gun. Well, and
1: they did a montage, of course, where yes. Rocky beating up, like, eight or nine people, and he'd say, he'd fight maybe one to two people a year back then. So that was like a three, four or five year span of Rocky fighting. So yeah, Rocky movie, felt chron- like
0: he- the chronology of this was four years from when he beat, um, Apollo, Apollo to this yeah. movie It's, it's right. what it's supposed to be. So, right. you know, a couple of fights a year and, and beating, uh, you know, some mid-level challengers.
1: Right. It, but I mean, you kind of understand like Rocky thinking like, Hey, I'm, the, I'm, I'm, I'm the best.
0: Of course. But then you have your manager saying,
1: you can't win. You can't, mm-hmm. not, you cannot win. And so Mickey and Rocky get into this big argument and fight about it. And Rocky convinces Mickey, I can do it. I can do it. I want this chance.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so Mickey decides, okay, all right, I'm in. I'll, 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 I'll support you you again. And you you have this like moment of like, like where it's just kind of very emotional between the two of them. And you think that Rocky's kind of starting to see like, Hey, I need to take things seriously now, Mm -hmm. you know, but, when they start training, they're like at like a hotel. It's like a complete circus, right? You know, there's like merchandise being sold. I saw like a Nike stuff.
0: Yeah, Do you remember is, that? Yeah, yeah. And you, and you know the scene where he's he's on the bike and the blonde comes up and says, "Can I get a kiss?" That's his wife. That's his first wife. That's his wife. first, his first wife. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. his
1: first wife. Rocky just, hey, I'm Rocky. They're doing the speed bag thing and they're punching it around and,
0: and just kind of like almost shadow boxing in the ring when he's supposed to be sparring. It's a right. very, very uh, half assed way to train.
1: Right, and then of course, what what do you think is happening on the other side of oh, this montage?
0: I mean, Clubber's
1: Klubber already doing? said,
0: "I live alone, I train alone, I'm going to win the title alone," and he's just he's just doing sit ups and grunting. <laughs> 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 and yeah. He's just, just like, grunting like crazy. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like he's just like running. It's like and he doesn't have a trainer which right. makes no sense at all. Right. Because there's no way you would become the number one heavyweight contender without, without at trainer. least a trainer.
0: Yeah, and he he's got I, guys in his corner. He does, <laughs> that, yeah. He's got I, and there's one guy who looks kind of like Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman auditioned for that role. Did you know that? I did not know that. And Morgan Freeman auditioned to be Clubber's uh, uh, corner man.
1: And Morgan Freeman probably in his, like, 30s by then. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so, you know, Clubber, you know, the whole montage, Clubber's training hard. Rocky's just putting on a show. And so then we get to the fight, Rocky vs. Clever, Part
0: One.
1: Mm-hmm. And guess who one of the guests call you know call guys is on the at, uh, on the uh, edge of the ring that's calling the fight. First time we get to see him. in this Oh yeah, movie. it's, it's
0: uh, Apollo Creed. Yeah, Apollo's Apollo, back. Apollo, so. Carl Weathers. Well, so, hang on, hang on. Before let's we get into that, let's, uh, let's get to the build up for this fight okay. because I I would contend that. Mr. T, as Clubber Lang, is one of the underrated villains in film history. Like, he is so good at being so bad. And, like, he's – they're hyping the fight, and he's on a talk show, and, you know, the, the sportscaster says, do you have any predictions for this fight? He said, prediction? My prediction is pain. <laughs> or he's like, do you, do you uh – do you hate Rocky Balboa? He's like, I don't no, hate. no, no, no. That's, that's that's before the
1: second oh, fight. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, no, we're not gonna do it
0: yet. Because right, right. right.
1: you know we both want to do it. Yeah, you know we both want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and those of you out there listening
0: that know what we're talking about, just wait. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's yeah, right. Going. You're right. I gotta have. My... <laughs> but anyway, he's he's talking a little bit about you know, and and then, uh, but but you're right. Apollo is ringside, and Apollo is yeah. gonna go up into the ring, and he's gonna, you know, he's still this showy. Flashy figure, uh, master showman, right? And he's yeah. he's going in there. He's like,
1: he's like he's like how Sugar Ray Leonard still. Yeah, is.
0: very much, very much. Yeah. That's a great great analogy. Yeah, and uh, so it, it, but before the before they actually they're right. coming out of
1: the locker rooms mm-hmm. and they and they converge right before they get ready to get into the arena. Yeah, and of course, Mister T starts talking, smacking it. Of course. And, you know, Rocky starts talking smack back to him, and there's, like, a little scuffle. People are kind of bumping people around. People are getting knocked down, and Mickey gets knocked down by mm-hmm. Clubber Lang. Right. And Mickey's not feeling too good after that.
0: Yeah, well, Clubber's a big guy. Yeah, he
1: is. He is. And, and so, like, Mickey, though, like, they got taken back to the, uh, the locker room. Right, they go back
0: to the locker room, and, 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 Rock- and
1: Rocky's like, hey, we're canceling the fight. I, I need you in my corner. We're canceling mm-hmm. the fight. And, and you know, of course, Adrian's back there. And Polly. I think Polly's back there. He's honking right. him off at the door. And, and Mickey's like, no, you got to fight. you got to fight, Rocky. You're right, you're right. you here got to fight. <laughs> go fight him and beat him up. You go get him, Rock. <laughs> and, and Rocky's like, all right,
0: I'll go do it. I'll go do it. I'll be, I'll be right back. And so Rocky gets in the ring with Clever. And he's clearly distracted the whole time. Like, like Are clearly. you making excuses for Rocky? No, no. I'm I'm telling you.
1: Because, no, no, this is the fascinating thing about what's about to happen. Does he get his head knocked off in two rounds because of the distraction of Mickey dying or the distraction of being rich and famous in his poor training regimen?
0: I think it's both. It's I think everything, he's going to lose both of, it's both of them. It's yeah. everything,
1: which, which is so great about when you think about this franchise and what they built you up to yes. this point Yes. Uh, of, of this character. Right. It's fantastic. I mean it's it's this character cuz you think about who are the most iconic characters in film?
0: Who? Well, Rocky's up there for sure. What I mean, else you right, got right? What I else mean, you got? I, I mean um Luke Skywalker. Um, um he's not and, even the best one in his no, franchise. No, he's not. no, no, no. I mean uh Anakin uh, Skywalker, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is one. Um uh Don Corleone. Don,
1: those are my top 3 behind this yeah, one was those, Don Corleone, Indiana and, Jones and Anakin yeah, Skywalker. Yeah. Just like that, like, you know, you just see them emotionally go up and down. Right. Now, Indiana Jones, not as much. He's just fun he's to just watch. A, yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's just fun <laughs> right. to watch. And Don Quileon he's just Don Quilion. He's, yeah. But Anakin Skywalker, you see his emotion mm-hmm. go up and down. And you see this with Rocky, too.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and, and people that might overlook this movie or not appreciate it don't realize this character, the depth mm-hmm. of, of this character. But, but but anyway, he decides to go back out and take on the fight. Right. And, you know, he, he gets knocked out in two rounds. And he comes back into the locker room. And, you know, Mickey's just barely breathing. He's like, oh, 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 what happened? What
0: happened? Yeah. Is and it, a, it, it was a knockout. Uh, yeah, and how many rounds? Two rounds. I know? knew it, kid. I knew it. Yeah. Knew yeah. It, it, yeah. And did, did,
1: did, yeah, good job. And, and, and I don't know if it's ever said, but Mickey's implying you won. Right. You, Mickey,
0: Mickey's eyes are closed, and he asks what happened, and, and Rocky diplomatically says it was a knockout. Awesome. What round? Second round. Awesome. Awesome. Kid awesome. And, and Mickey finally opens his eyes a little bit and sees Rocky's face that looks like a T-bone steak, and then he closes his eyes, and you see this tear start coming down his face.
1: But but Rocky wouldn't admit that it was him. Correct. That got beat he didn't up. say I, I
0: I got it handed to me. Yeah. He he basically did, and Mickey did not know until that moment when he actually opened his eyes and saw Rocky, and saw his face. What had actually happened? You see the tear roll down his face, and that's it.
1: Yeah, and, and it's a, it's it's a really sad scene and very emotional, at least at, the, at a Rocky movie level. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I, and 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 the, and, the, and then you see um, Rocky's response to it because now Rocky's like, "All right, so you told me that you kind of staged these easy fights for me, mm-hmm. but I said no. I'm going to go fight like the number one contender. That's really tough. He whooped me. Mm-hmm. You're dead." Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to get on my motorcycle and I'm going to ride to my statue (laughs) and I'm going to throw my helmet at it. Right, right. (laughs) And and there's like a a song during this one, too. I I forget what it is. I can't
0: remember what's going on in that, too. But yeah. yeah. Um, Before we move past that, so Mickey dying is a big scene in this movie. And uh, as we compare and contrast Rocky 3 and Rocky 4, which movie's death was more impactful and bigger? Mick dying or Apollo dying? Wow, that's a tough
1: question. That is a very tough question because, and once again, how great is this franchise? Right? Because Mick dies, and we're about to, and, and Apollo is about to take over the mentorship yes, role. Yes, I think it's well, and they both die by somebody by the Rocky's hand is about of another to, boxer, by that's the right. hand of another boxer. Wow, Jim. Um,
0: that's a tough. I think it's Mick. That's a tough. I think one. I think it's Mick because he means so much to Rocky, and he means so much to his development as a character and as a fighter. I mean, the Apollo death is, is brutal and unnecessary. The only reason I would disagree is because,
1: you know, later on in Rocky Three. Apollo and Rocky are running down the beach together, and oh they do go the surf and hug. And I never saw Rocky do that with with Mickey. That's not, that's. Not how I would pay a million. I would pay more for the <laughs> statue than, than I would pay to see Rocky and Mickey hug in
0: the surf. Good grief! That <laughs> sequence is so ridiculous. Also, did you notice how many times they just focus on Apollo's junk while they're running down the beach? Like it is just full on rock shots of Apollo, and they're all in these, like, little short Nike running shorts from back in the 80s, and they've got, like, cut-off tank tops. I mean, it is, it is something. All and right, so right, we're, we, getting,
1: we're getting ahead of ourselves. I know it, it, I know it, I couldn't stop, I couldn't, stop. I couldn't stop. We're getting ahead of ourselves.
0: All right, so, yeah, so anyway, after all of this, we, we'll get back to the beach scene, but, so, after um, Rocky is kind of wallowing in the misery, and he goes and rides his motorcycle, throws his helmet at the statue, and... Uh, he's visited Mickey's gravesite and all of that. The next thing he does is well, he he,
1: walks... he doesn't just visit Mickey. Yeah, he, 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 like, puts him in the mausoleum. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, well, he was at the funeral, and then he goes back later too, right, yeah. for a second, second viewing. And this—I think one of the great things about this movie is this is the first time that Rocky has ever questioned himself. Like, throughout the first film, second film, and the first half of this, he believes in himself 100%. And now his his confidence in himself is really really shaken to its core.
1: Well, that's a big question here. Is it's like who is Rocky's biggest opponent in this movie?
0: Right, it's, it's Rocky. himself. Of it's course, himself, of course. Yeah,
1: it's it's himself.
0: So he goes back to um, Mickey's gym as he's like just thinking about Mickey and all of this, and he's in this dark gym, and he he hears this voice behind him, and it's talking about the Eye of the Tiger, and he's he's what? And it's Apollo, and Apollo walks in there, and. Uh, starts talking to Rocky and saying, you know, when you beat me, you had the eye of the tiger. You know, we had it and and you don't have it anymore. And uh he's you got to get that back. You got to get that back. And uh you know, he he then they talk about it and Apollo offers to train him. And uh you know, Rocky is concerned at first, but ultimately he takes uh, Apollo up on that. And Apollo's, you know, he's he's going to okay, but if we if we do it, you got to be all in. We're doing and it my way. We're doing it my way. And you're going back to the beginning. You're going back to your roots.
1: Yeah. So he takes them out to L.A.
0: Right. He goes back to where Apollo came from from, from right. his gym, right. Right.
1: And so they go into the gym, and it's you know it's it's a bunch of African American mm-hmm. boxer guys that just you can just tell they're just staring at him, staring him down, and they have the eye of the tiger, right. Because they're just wanting to fight them, fight themselves out of their poverty and their mm-hmm. trouble, things like that. They're fighting for something, and it reminds Rocky. At one point, he was like that too. Yep. And it's like, and and Apollo, like, really sinks that into Rocky's head, is it's like, you want to be a champion, you got to be fighting for something.
0: Right. And and Rocky doesn't buy in immediately. He thinks he he buys in. He he thinks he is, but he's not all in. And he's still really, really questioning himself. And that's an intimidating scene when he walks into that gym with all those boxers, just all these cut young men who are just fighting their butts off. Uh, And they're staring at him. And they're just looking at him. And you don't know what's going to happen next. And he doesn't know what's going to happen next.
1: And Apollo's like, hey, you, you need to change your style. You, you, you're you you're a brute. Right. You know, you have the strength and all that, but you got to get quick on your feet. And so Apollo takes him through a, a lot of drills to just, like, you know, get him moving on his feet and almost kind of, like,
0: dancing. Dancing
1: stuff, yeah. Dancing stuff yeah. and running on the beach like we talked about earlier. And and Rocky, just he's not getting into it like you said. And at some point he goes back to Adrian and they get into this big fight.
0: Well, so they're, so they're on the beach and they're doing this thing where where they're they're racing, right? Like Apollo challenges him to race, and Rocky's like, "You've always been faster." He's like, "But you've got to get faster." And uh, they're running, and and Rocky just gives up mid race. He just yeah. stops. Yeah. And then uh, Adrian comes up to him, and then they have this this big sort of uh, bad not battle, but this discussion where they kind of, not a fight even, but where you know she kind of calls him out for what's going on with him. Well, and this is what
1: reinforces this franchise as a love story.
0: Yeah, it's a great scene in this movie. It, it,
1: it, his woman, he's down on himself for a zillion of reasons. He's, he's trying, but he just can't like find his heart for it. But his woman comes up to him and, no, you can do it. She does not soft, soft-footed. She's right. like, she gets in his face and it's like, you need to make a decision. Are you are you going to man up or are you
0: not? Right, and he and she gets him to finally admit that I'm scared. I'm scared to lose yes. all of this. And right. she's like... Yeah, you lose it all, but you've always got like we have each other, we and have, this yeah. is what we've got. Yeah,
1: well, if you lose it all, you still have me. Right, right. And his mind changes. Yes. And next thing you know, he's like dancing like. James next Trump. thing you know, we've
0: got another montage, <laughs> and, and we've got I <laughs> the Tiger playing, and we're <laughs> easy. Yeah. And he's
1: Dancing just, like Jane like, is. And then we get back to the beach scene, and he's like, in his, he's behind, but he catches up with Apollo. Right, right. He catches up with Apollo, and then we get the hug.
0: Right, we get right, the ocean no.
1: hug. That's just. Mm. Do you think they regret making that scene? Like, if, 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 and I don't know if any of these guys. I mean, if you're an actor, you probably don't go watch your movies from the '80s. But if he were, if Sylvester Stallone were to watch this movie again, do you think when he sees that scene, he's just like? Yeah, we probably should have hugged.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Carl Weathers does say this is his favorite Rocky movie. He said this is the best one.
1: Yeah, well, because he's a mentor in this and I mean Carl Weathers is a pretty cool guy. I mean he, he's not, you know, a superstar action hero, but he's 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 done a lot of good things. You know, I mean he's he's been in good movies. He was uh what, he was a predator. Action Jackson.
0: He was an NFL football player.
1: He did. He played for the Oakland Raiders, yes. and then he went to
0: the. Uh, he went to whatever at that time. Yes, yeah, so it was the uh, Donald U- Trump League, the USFL team. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. That's right.
1: And and he's always been like a good guy. And he's always had. Yeah, he, he's 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 always kind of seemed like he's had a good head on his shoulders. Yeah. I mean, this is obviously his franchise. And yes. Do you think by this, the, by Rocky Three, he was getting a cut off the gate? He had to, to be. get
0: to, to keep him back in. Had to be, didn't he? You would think. Yeah, surely he did.
1: You would think. You know, he, he was in Happy Gilmore, too.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I mean, Do it for Chubbs.
1: He plays the perfect role of Apollo Creed. Now, you do know that when Sylvester Stallone originally wrote Rocky 1, the mm-hmm. original one, there's kind of rumors and theories about this, and Sly kind of denies some of it, but part of it was based off him watching a fight, and I forget who the opponent's name was, but the, it was against Muhammad Ali. Oh, okay. So Carl Weathers is very much based off Muhammad Ali. Okay, okay. And there was a point where, like, somebody interviewed Muhammad Ali or Muhammad Ali met Sylvester Stallone or something like that to where, like, they brought that up trying to, like, make Muhammad Ali mad that, like, this character was based yeah. after. Yeah. Muhammad Ali was like, I love it. I know. <laughs> that's it. A, that's just, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how it was. That's exactly how it was. So that's kind of cool, too. And, and and that's what's great about this this franchise, too, is... That's different from other franchises is they interwove the fiction with right. what was real. Yes. You know, It wasn't like if, if The Godfather actually had like Al Capone in it, and I know <laughs> yeah. that's not time, you know, the time doesn't right, line right, up right. on that. John
0: Gotti is going to be in... Yeah,
1: but they didn't. It right. was 100% fictional. Where Rocky is like a mix between fiction and reality.
0: Right. I mean, we see this play out in boxing all the time. I mean, it is a tale as old as boxing really almost everything in this yeah it, except for maybe the beach running that may it, maybe be not. independent of this film.
1: yeah maybe not i don't think muhammad ali ever ran down the beach with joe frazier right right no. we have to think about this for a second because this is going to be a big question that's really going to impact next week's episode
0: sure of course
1: I think there's four candidates that can make the
0: tournament. I think that's exactly right. I think that's exactly <laughs> and,
1: right. And, and if you've been keeping up with us, of course, you do know that we have the Max Cady tournament that's been going on since our first episode, Max Cady, uh, in Cape Fear, and he was a pretty tough guy. And so so every episode we try to explore, is there anybody in this movie that could compete with Max Cady and who would survive? Mm-hmm. And we've gone through a lot of people. We won't list them now. That's 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 going to happen next time. But there's four people in here that could,
0: could potentially that could, that make the hang tournament. in there, right? They might get a bracket on their own. Yeah, that's right. That, that, I think that's a great point. Like, we, we put Rocky and Mr. T and uh, Apollo. And Thunderlips. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's yeah. right. And, and who comes out of that? I don't know. Do we save it for next time? Yeah, let's save that let's for next time. Let's save that for next let's time. time. Let's save that. We got we, yeah. I mean, to really digest that.
1: Yeah, we got to think about that. So so we're, so we're So now we're at the pinnacle of the movie. We're at, like, the beginning of Act 3, Scene 1. Clubber versus Rocky Balboa, take two.
0: Yes, that's right. The rematch.
1: The rematch. The rematch. In, in the pre fright interview, we finally get what every 1980s grow, kid that grew up like us yes. wants to hear. Yes. Do you, you want to do it? you want me to do it? Or should we just do it together?
0: Well, I, I'll I set hate you up. S- I Balboa. I'll, I'll set you up. Okay. Do, do you hate Rocky Balboa? I hate Balboa. No, he says he says, I don't hate Balboa. Oh, I don't hate Balboa. I don't hate Balboa. I, I pity ha- the fool. I pi- that's right. I don't hate Balboa. I pity the fool. fool. <laughs>
1: that's right. Yeah. And so Can that's you a- re- read my own script right there. <laughs>
0: well, so I so I one of the great things I love about this movie is um all of the Mr. T lines. I mean, they're all so good. From pity the fool to, you know, the first match when he looks at Rocky and just says, Did me or my prediction Pain. Or in the last fight, when he looks at him and says, uh, I'm going to bust you up. I well, mean, it's so good.
1: Well, and Mr., Mr. T is such a fascinating character. The way that Mr. T emerged in the 80s is incredible. Insane. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm i not going to get the chronological right, part of right, it right. Right, 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 But, you know, he was on, he was on the A-Team, which was well, a so great this, show.
0: See, right. So I think this is what introduced him. And then he did A-Team. And then he started wrestling and then he had his own cartoon. I mean, like, he's... I would... I, let me ask you this question, and I don't know the answer to it, but I would put him probably in maybe the top ten celebrities in the 80s who influenced pop culture. He's not Michael Jackson. He's not Madonna. But he's way up there, I think, because of the way people talk and, and just how iconic he was in that time.
1: Well, yeah, and he did, he, and he came out of nowhere to do it. And here's the interesting thing about him being in this movie... Uh, is that he actually was a bodyguard in yes. real life for Muhammad Ali, for Sugar Ray Leonard, for Leon Spinks. So he knew boxing too, but you're totally right. And we've talked about, we, we a few weeks ago we talked about who had cartoons mm-hmm. in the 80s and he had one and he would have his feathered earrings. Yes. And, and of course his mohawk and his gold chains. And he had action figures that you could buy. I, I had a Mr. T action figure. Yeah. He, I don't know why. I don't know what I did with it. Right? I mean, it was I like, taking but, my action team misfigure or uh, action figure against GI Joe? Right. I mean, where did he's, he? Fit in he's so accent. much
0: larger than life. This character that he created, and he's this big guy, and he's got this haircut, and he's got this mouth on him, and he'll say things. But he's a fascinating guy. He grew up super impoverished in on the south side of Chicago, which actually, you know, Buzz well, you know, right south, south, south of Chicago. side of Chicago. Yeah. His his mom was making like. I, I don't. It was ridiculous small amounts of money, uh, welfare, and he um, he grew up very poor. Uh, didn't do well in school, but was a good kid. He he very respectful of his mother. Very strong so in his Christian you, faith. Do, and,
1: and you might not know the answer to this question, and maybe maybe one of our listeners does. Does, but when did he get his break? Because well, you think about like Michael Clark Duncan, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like he was discovered in like a gas station parking lot, right? You know, it's like who discovered Mr. T? Where he got his big break? Do you have any idea? I, I, I don't. don't
0: know. I don't know. I, so I know a lot about I know more about his childhood. I mean,
1: we'll, we'll give a five dollar gift card to a coffee place of your
0: choice <laughs> if, if you can, can answer, tell us. If you can yes. tell us how, how Mr. T- Mr. T get his break? How Mr. T got his break? Yeah. Well, he 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 did okay in school, but he was a good athlete. He played football. He was a city champion twice in Chicago for high school wrestling. He got a scholarship to go to Prairie View A&M and play football. He only lasted 1 year, which I suspect was academics. I'm not sure what all went down with that. But then he got into the bodyguarding scene and was a bodyguard. He won some award for bodyguard of the year. He turned Did around and gave, for that. <laughs> I, he, he won a prize for that and gave it to his church in Chicago. Oh, he's a very religious guy from what you talk about. I heard him talking about one I was talking about Howard Stern about Fifteen years ago, or something, talking about that, and Stern's like, "So you're a religious guy?" And He basically is like, "I pity the fool that doesn't love Jesus," and uh, <laughs> and so he is, you know, he um, very somewhat socially conscious. He does not wear his gold chains anymore. Do you know that? No gold jewelry. Yeah, anymore. He, I know he doesn't do that. He does do the feathers. He did. He quit it after Hurricane Katrina because he. Felt like it was ostentatious, and it was you know he he sort of had this epiphany of um, poverty and downtroddenness of a lot of people, and he he gave all that stuff away and got rid of it all um, after that. So oh. he he's a super interesting dude to me.
1: Well, yeah, well, and that's great, and he, he plays his part well here. He's very he was casted very well, and once again, it's like people that want to like kind of minimize, oh, it's just another Rocky movie. You know, there's a lot of great things happening in mm-hmm. this movie. And one one person I want to give credit to here is uh, is Bill Conti mm-hmm. because he's the one that wrote the original score the the theme that you know is the Rocky theme. Yes. What's there are more right, but where does this stack up, and what are the other iconic themes?
0: Right, of well, music s- of music from from movies like Rocky is. Gotta be in the top ten, right? And probably, easily in the top ten. And probably half of the other ones are John Williams, like Star sure. Wars, Jaws. Indiana Jones, Jaws. You could even throw E. T. in there. That's a great yep. score. I mean, but but um it's it's one of the great musical pieces in movie history.
1: Oh, I think so, and and the nice thing about it is, as opposed to like the John Williams stuff, and even within the Star Wars franchise, there's different pieces of the Star Wars stuff. Right, I and mean, you right. have like oh the Darth Vader song, right? You have right. the you know the the Rebellion song and things mm-hmm. like this. But
0: with Rocky, you just have the Rocky Rocky theme, song,
1: and it never gets old.
0: I, you every time you hear <laughs> it, never it gets you old. I, I, are ready to go fight a battle like yeah. i'm 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 I mean, badass i'm a punk I mean why Let's is that
1: ahead. why is that not my alarm clock song right exactly because <laughs> i'd be like i'm gonna shower so hard
0: right now <laughs> That's i'm just right. gonna
1: clean my body so hard
0: right, right. so and,
1: and, and you know bill Co- bill conti you know he, he's done lots of things too but but here's a, another funny thing about about this song is you know the original rocky theme that he wrote for rocky one mm-hmm. Uh at the Oscars, you know what it lost to?
0: No, I don't tell me.
1: Evergreen from a Star is Born.
0: Yeah, Star that's right.
1: Which is just ironic
0: because we're recording
1: we're, this a it, week after the 2019 yeah, Oscars right. and a Starborn Star is born. movie won there. So let me tell you this. So Wait, I have one
0: more. Okay, go ahead.
1: Did you know that in one of the original screenings, instead of Eye of the Tiger
0: you know, you know where I'm going? Stallone originally wanted another One Bites the Dust in that, that uh, yeah, spot. Yeah, yep. exactly.
1: I was just trying to keep with the Oscar theme. Yes, sure yes.
0: Well, let me give you another Oscar But they couldn't,
1: they couldn't get the they, they couldn't get the rights to it. Right. And so, yeah, so they end up with Eye of the Tiger, Eye which the tig- do you think – because there's lots of Eye of the Tiger, especially from Apollo Creed in this movie – was that in the movie already and they wrote the song around
0: it? I don't or know about that. they wrote the song yeah, and gr- they
1: injected it into the movie? Yeah,
0: I don't know about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, But I will tell you, that, um, on the subject of Oscar stuff and music, I Have a Tiger was nominated for Best Song but did not win. So that year, here are the five songs that were nominated. Okay. Um, it might be you from Tootsie. How do you keep the music playing from Best Friends, Burt Reynolds movie. Um, if we were in love from a film called Yes, Giorgio, which I've never heard or seen. And the winner was... Up where we belong from Officer and a Gentleman, the Academy missed this one. They they blew this one thirty years down the road. But well, we, I don't I, know.
1: I mean, I, I I do none of the other ones I know, but I do know Up for the, Up Where the We officer, Belong. Yeah, the Officer and Gentleman one, and that was a good you know, a good movie and and but that's back when the Academy wouldn't give anything to anything action. Yeah, and, that's right. That, yeah. There was
0: a stigma of action and right.
1: So all right, so let's talk about the last fight. Okay. And it's going to be quick because it's, it's 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 I'm not going to say it's not an exciting fight. It's a very exciting fight, but it's the same fight that you see at the end of every yes, Rocky. Yes. Yes. The only difference is, is in Rocky one and Rocky two, the fight that
0: ended the movie both went like the full rounds, fifteen rounds, I think. Yes. Where this one this doesn't. Is, it does not. And this is the last time that Rocky actually fights for the title on screen because when he fights in Rocky four, he's in I have a Russia. Drive-out. Yeah, it's not sanctioned. And then. Um, he never fights for the title again. So this is the last title fight that we see Rocky have.
1: Yeah. Well, and and so, you know, we talked about how, like, in the pre-fight interview, Pity the Fool, all that, but then in the pre-fight locker room, Apollo comes in, and he gives Rocky a gift.
0: Yes, he does. He gives him uh, his trunks.
1: The trucks he will eventually die in.
0: <laughs> I suppose that's true.
1: <laughs> but, but, Rocky wears them for that He, fight. he does, he does. And, yeah, Rocky wears them for the... Do you think they were the same trucks? I mean, are they the same size? Can they pull that off? I don't know much about boxing trucks.
0: I don't know either, but, I mean, those guys are pretty... I mean, I, do, you, bo-
1: do you think within the boxing, like, world, like, where, like, the tight-knit world, there's a different name for boxing trucks?
0: Maybe so. I'm not... Sh- I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I think they probably could because Apollo and Rocky are similar size. I mean, it's not like you know Vitali Klitschko is giving them to Sugar Ray or something. That's true.
1: That's true. And and this fight just starts off and they're just beating each other up back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So it, quickly, before yeah, we get yeah, heavy yeah. into this,
0: let's talk about the fight for me. Let's talk about the fight staging because as a kid, when people would talk about best boxing movies, you know, you would hear about Raging Bull and and all the some of these and these Rocky movies were never really given credit for being realistic boxing and i would get mad about that but as an adult and having watched a lot of boxing i mean you and i are both huge sports fans we're both probably a little bit bigger than average boxing fans the boxing in this is ridiculous because they're all just you know winding up wailing away and like if you did that one time against tyson he'd dot you in the eye and it'd be over right like they're not they're not protecting their face like the boxing the, the the uh the the technique of boxing is absolutely atrocious
1: well, but I think that's what makes it good. I'm not saying it makes it, it bad. And su- the just... sound effects are so great. Oh, yes, yes. You know, it's like a jab sounds like a train running into it, like a, you know. A well, yeah, well, and, they,
0: and these punches that are lifting dudes off the ground.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it is overdone, but it's consistent throughout the franchise, and it makes it good. I mean... It, 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 to me, it's like that's kind of where it gets a little fictional.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: You know, and, but it's like it's like a, a, a it's still enjoyable because. And here's the thing about this movie too is it's like Rocky One you just were rooting for him right. and then when you lost you're like oh man i'm yeah. so rooting for you rocky 2 he wins and you're just like ah. right rocky 3 he's you find out he's you know he's he's not perfect
0: right he falls and then redeems himself
1: he falls and so you're still rooting for him and so the over dramatic boxing scenes don't bug me cuz it's just like It doesn't matter. You're just like, I know you're going to win. I know you're going to win. And I just want to watch you do it. Right, right. I just want to watch you do it. I just, I I want you to get beat up and I want you to like fight back. Yeah. And that's what's so great about this movie is when Clubber Lang is beating the crap out of him, all of a sudden Rocky, nobody's believing it anymore in his corner. Mm -hmm. Adrian's like crying in the stands, but Rocky all of a sudden just drops his gloves and is
0: like, hit me harder. Hit me harder. Yeah. It's, it's, (laughs) it's honestly a lot like Hulk Hogan when we would wrestle, right? Because Hulk would end up like getting you know, they, they, it, he would be down a little bit and then all of a sudden he'd get bug-eyed and, and he, he'd be hitting him He's like, hit me again, hit me again, and then all of a sudden it's on. Like, I'm going right. to finish you now.
1: So, so, have you ever thought about how paper-thin Rocky's facial skin is? Yeah. Because he's always cut. I mean, yeah. I, I literally feel like I could go up to him and like, flip his like <laughs> eye and he like a four
0: inch cut. right right yeah <laughs>
1: but he's bleeding all over the place and he's doing his dude is like oh yeah right and he's like hit me harder hit me harder and clubber's just hitting him as hard as he can and like you were saying in real life the guy would pretty much be dead at
0: this yeah, point yeah yeah that's right but rocky can take all those punches because right. he's
1: rocky and it's like it's totally—it's it's, ro- it's,
0: it's very Ali style, right? Robotope, right? right? I'm going to totally I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. s- make you spend all of this energy, and then I'm going to take you.
1: Yeah, I, I can take your best beating, and you cannot beat me because I'm Rocky Balboa. Right. Put it, give it to me, and that's exactly what happens. And Cleverling tires down, and then Rocky just comes in with those like haymakers, yep. and Clever's out. Clever's out, and you think the movie's over, but it's right. not yet no, no. because if you remember. Apollo Creed make it made a payment. Make, make,
0: yes, there was a there was a deal. I'll train mm. you, but you owe me a favor. You owe me a and favor. And Apollo brings this up two or three times. Remember, you owe me, champ. Remember, Rock, you owe me. And this yeah. this, this this theme is running through the last forty minutes of the movie. So so what
1: so we get to the favor. Mm-hmm. And I remember this when I saw this movie the first time. Mm-hmm. I remember a lot of this movie, but right. this is such a great ending uh-huh. to Rocky three, especially just the whole franchise yeah. is it's like they get into the ring. It's a quiet gym and I don't know what gym they're at. And it's like, they, they, they put their mouthpieces in and they're, uh, the favor is you have to spar me. No crowd, no right. nothing. You, you got, I'm, you got to give me one more chance. Right. You got to give me one more chance. Rocky is what Apollo's telling them. So they get in the ring and they're like kind of they kind of banter a little bit, and, then, and this is this is the part that I just still and, and Rocky's like, all right, you got to start the fight. You I, I love ring this the bell. too. And and Apollo's just like puts his left hand out with his wrist. And he's like, ring, ring, yeah. He just ring. goes ding, or, ding, ding ding, 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 ding. Ding, yeah, ding, ding, and
0: then then you see them just slug at each other, and that's it. Still frame, and then, and then it cuts to a Lemo- Leroy Neiman uh, art piece, and then we get some more uh, music. So. That's it. That's that's Rocky three, and uh, then we move on. Um,
1: And we're not going to do Rocky four right now.
0: No, (laughs) no. So um, let's talk about a couple more of these. Rocky three versus Rocky four. We talked about the song. We talked about the. We agree the training montage in four is better. um, The cameo we've discussed. The fight. The fight in Rocky four is better, right? Like because of course the fight in Rocky
1: four. Well, the fight in Rocky four. It's not as good as the fights in Rocky One and Rocky Two,
0: right? But, but he turns an entire Soviet uh, arena. A, it, it, he moved. He turns them into its favor, where they're all chanting Rocky at the end of it against their hero. Yeah, well, uh, I mean that's. Yeah, and, you, can, you can't beat that.
1: Well, yeah, well, and you think about when that was made. When that yes. was made too. You know, because really, because ever since then, we've had great relations with the Russians. Right, right, and so that was probably the end <laughs> of like like Russians being involved in America. And you know, so it's like it was great that I think Rocky won that battle. Yeah, no, he won the
0: Cold War. Right, right, of course. <laughs> um, which villain's better, Drago or Mr. T? I I that's tough.
1: Um I I mean Mr. T's a tough villain, but Drago is a, like Mr. T's an individual villain. Right. You yep. know? Yeah. Where Drago is a, a created villain. And you, you guys know how he's trained. They're shooting up with steroids. His whole purpose in life is to be a super Russian athlete.
0: Yeah, and so it, I agree with that. I, I take Mr. T just because he's more charismatic and more interesting. But the but Drago. Is, I will break you. I, I must break you. Okay, so one more Rocky Three versus Rocky Four. Uh, uh, which villain gives the best quote? Is it "I must break you" or is it "I pity the fool"? Or which one is it?
1: Well, I mean, obviously it's I
0: Pity a Fool. Of course it I is. I mean, I
1: Must Break You is a great one. And, and, and the the part about that that makes it so good is the way that scene is set up where Rocky first walks into the ring against Drago, and Rocky's been you know working his butt off to get in shape, and he's ripped and ready to mm-hmm. fight Drago. But when they get in the ring and they stand, he's like six inches shorter than him. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's what I think makes that one better, where the I Pity a Fool is just kind of like a you know, right. media event
0: right right yeah um but mr t clubber just looking at him and saying dead meat is not a bad one yeah that's not bad well and the,
1: and the other thing too on that one is the mr t quotes mr t used those in his cartoons and yeah used he, them in wrestling he used them, he used he used, them forever he used, he, yeah he had like mr t once again how iconic and great he was he had like five or six really good quotes and i think you know there, there's probably other people in the 80s if we spend time thinking about it it's like are known for like Three or four like right. really good quotes,
0: right? Yeah. Well, if Dolph Lundgren had had you know a better manager, he he could have parlayed his uh, evil Russian persona into uh, you know a career for three or four years in America, right? Oh, he like, probably
1: could have. He he. he, he I, I definitely agree with you. He probably could have. Um, but I mean, that, but that, that there's a lot of nuances between Rocky Three and Rocky Four because when you get to Rocky Four, he's now redeemed because he he beat mm-hmm. he beat Clubber Lang. But he's kind of back retired again, right? And wanting to be a celebrity and just not really, you know. But then Apollo dies,
0: right? And then he's got to go. He's
1: got to go back. Yeah, and we're yeah. not going to do a whole other podcast on Rocky Four, but it, once again, how great this franchise like just transitions from one to the next. Yeah, you know, and and how and you know we we both admit Rocky Five Babo not that great, but then Creed kind of picks it up a little bit. I mean, you think about Sylvester Stallone. When he wrote this movie, the original Rocky one mm-hmm. movie, he wrote it, and he started trying to pitch it, you know, to different people, and there was actually some studios that wanted to buy it, but they were like, Rocky. Uh, Sylvester Stallone said, "You know, I'm only going to sell it to you if I get to play Rocky." Right. So, do you know some of the other people that the studios were wanting no, to cast? No, tell me, tell me on this. Yeah. So they, uh, they were like, "We'll buy your movie from you." And they wanted to cast Robert Redford, okay, or Burt Reynolds. Ah. so if you would have done, if you would have done Rocky One with Robert Redford, very good actor. Right. Burt Reynolds, you guys know how I feel about him. As Rocky One, would there ever been a Rocky Two?
0: No, well, I don't think so. I think that's a great, great point. I think uh, Robert Redford in Rocky would have been awesome, but you don't have the franchise. And I think Burt Reynolds would have been fine, but I think Robert Redford would have been a great Rocky. Yeah, but not for you would have
1: had to make him a middleweight or something. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's right. That's right.
1: Or um, he would have beefed up for the role. Right. Yeah.
0: Um. But I, I obviously you don't have uh, Rocky Three if if you've got either of those guys or anybody else really playing. Yeah, the I don't.
1: Role. I don't see Robert Redford fighting Mr. T.
0: <laughs> not for long. <laughs> not for
1: long. But I mean, here's the thing about Stallone. It's like, I mean, of course he's been around forever, and. He has actually, so he's wrote or co-wrote 23 movies. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Rockies, the Rambos, the Expendables, Cliffhanger. But did you know that he was a co-writer on Staying
0: Alive? I did not know that.
1: Yeah, he was also a co-director on Staying Alive. And that was before Rocky, or no, it was around Rocky.
0: Yeah, and uh, Cliffhanger is one of my favorite Stallone movies, by the way. Yeah. I yeah. love that movie.
1: Yeah, He's directed eight movies. He start,
0: Now, he did not direct Rocky 1. No, but he redirected... Rocky two, two and two, Rocky three, three. three. Yeah. and four too, right? Um, or five. He did five. Yeah, he two, did five. three, and five. That's yeah.
1: right. I mean, so he's written movies, he's directed movies. Obviously, he's had the money to produce movies, mm-hmm. and he's been in other notable things. I'm gonna ask, what is your favorite movie that he's ever been in? Because I'm gonna throw one out there that I'm gonna guess most people have never seen.
0: Okay. Um. Rocky three is one of my very favorites. Like it, it's gonna, it's hard to beat that. I love Cliffhanger, um, and First Blood is one of my favorites too. Yeah. What do you have? What's what's your favorite?
1: Well, Copland is good. Uh huh. Um, he did have an uncredited cameo in Men in Black, but of course he was famous by then. Right. Uh, did you know that he was in Mash?
0: Oh, I did know that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: he was an uncredited shol- soldier, not a shoulder. A soldier. I think Burt Young was in Mash too, right? Was he? Well, that's I, an interesting coincidence. I think. I may be wrong about that. So, and I'm not going to say this is the his best role, but here's a movie that if you've never heard of or seen, and I don't even know, it's kind of like when I talked about Chiefs a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. To go find, have you
0: ever seen Victory? No. With him and Michael Caine, the soccer movie? Oh, I know the movie. I've never seen it. Yes. In it yes, and yes, all yes, the yes, like yes. big soccer stars in yes. the 80s. Yes, I know the movie. If I've you, never seen
1: it. You, yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you like soccer, especially because they do a bunch of soccer moves. Paley right. does a bicycle kick at the oh, end. Yeah. They're escaping like the Nazis. I mean, it's it's probably not as good as I remember, but it's just kind of funny that he was in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, he he, I, I know a lot of people don't probably think, but he's really up there. I mean, I I, I would. We've talked. We've had two Bruce Willis movies, mm-hmm. but if you had to compare, like a Bruce Willis slice in the long career, who do you put higher?
0: Oh, I I think I put Stallone a little bit higher. I mean, Bruce Willis has done more movies that are um that that you know that he's been leads in and done stuff. But I think the critical acclaim that Rocky got. I mean, Bruce Willis has never done anything like that. I don't think that's been quite that acclaimed. I mean, no. he was in Pulp, but he wasn't big. I one, he had nothing to do with like. Yeah, it wasn't it his anything. movie, right? right. Like, and that, so, that's the
1: difference. It's like Stallone right? writes, directs. It's like he. It's like I don't think he gets the credit for like that he's like does a lot of things behind the camera in addition to in front of the camera that have been memorable. There are an
0: awful lot of people who in the Rocky era uh, just kind of wrote him off as a dumb jock, basically, except that he's the guy that's writing it and directing it and doing a lot of the Intellectual stuff uh, behind the camera,
1: yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you know, you know he's, he's an interesting character to think about. I mean, and like you said earlier, this ma- movie was made in '82. Quick stats 100 minutes long, made yeah. 270 million. Um, and, and
0: 1982 is a surprisingly good year for movies. I'm going to list you off some movies that were released in 1982, okay? okay. Gandhi won Best Picture, great movie, E.T., mm-hmm. Tootsie, Wow, The Verdict, Das Boot. Sophie's Choice, Poltergeist, Blade Runner, First Blood, Annie for you kids out there. I mean, it's a really good year for movies. Yeah, that are that are rewatchable even today. Yeah,
1: well, uh, yeah, and uh, you're you're exactly right. I mean, there's and you have years that are like that. Yes, and usually, what yes. You, and usually it does pack into years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because of the way the production lines up and things like that. Right.
0: So Stallone this year had Rocky uh, three and First Blood out at the same time.
1: That's pretty incredible.
0: That those are two really good movies.
1: Yeah, so I mean, you know, when you think about Rocky Three, there's a lot of things that like you know you think about It's There's the nostalgia of your childhood and being in the 80s. There's you actually have a really good writer director that's created this character and this franchise. You have Don Corleone's daughter mm-hmm. that marries him. Um, you have Apollo Creed and then specifically with this movie, you, how you integrate the wrestling with Mr. T the eighties pop or excuse me, the wrestling with Paul Hogan, the eighties culture with Mr. T the, it, it really is a really tight movie. And the question really that we need to ask though, is if, if, if you're a 14 year old boy or girl and you don't know the Rocky franchise at all, would you start him at Rocky Three, yes. or would you say no, go back to Rocky One?
0: No, I would start him at Rocky Three because you're going to lose him on Rocky, the, the original film. You're going to lose him, I think, um, because it, it's more dramatic and it's more um, it, it's it's more of a character study than than this one. This one, there's some action, there's some more interesting flair characters. I, you know, we we talked about it earlier. We both have teenage daughters who watched this movie when they were younger, liked it. I would start him. I think Rocky 3 or 4 is the perfect place to start. And then, um, when you like this, let's go back and watch some backstory. Yeah. But but I think that's a beautiful thing about this movie is so it's we're kind of we're
1: creating prequels out of nothing.
0: Correct, <laughs> correct. But <laughs> this movie is one you could drop in today, and like you said, a fourteen year old boy could watch this and be like, "That movie was awesome." Yeah. So you would say,
1: uh, 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 with our start at Rocky three, mm-hmm. go to Rocky four, mm-hmm. then go back then to go Rocky back one, one and, and, and two. two, and if you care enough about it, maybe see five and then Balboa. Right. But either way, go see Creed. Go see Creed. Yeah, all right. I, yeah, I mean there, there's a lot to do here. I yes. mean it's, it's a long Saturday. Yeah. It's a definitely <laughs> right, long right, Saturday. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and, and and but I think either way you're going to find it entertaining. So I mean I guess we we got to kind of get to the like the, the 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 point of all of this. Yes. Is
0: I mean is this movie still good? Absolutely. It's a hundred percent good. When do you want to see it again? Tomorrow. Well, like Maybe I said, not tomorrow. But I would I would watch this. I, I this is one like I said I it, I know this movie well. I've seen it a bunch but I hadn't, just twice in probably 15 years, I'll watch it again later this year. Well, I'll watch it whenever it's on. Yeah, me too. I mean, we,
1: we've talked a bunch about, like, oh, I, if this movie was on, I, wasn't, I don't want to watch it, and if somebody invited me over, oh, I wouldn't see it again. If I'm flipping through the channels and nothing else is on, and I'm laying on the couch and this is on, I'm watching it's,
0: it. You sucked in. <laughs> I'm watching
1: it. it. But I also want to say, for if there's anybody out there that's just not familiar with the franchise at all, Start at one and that in in just Netflix and chill.
0: Yes, I mean as an adult, like now we talked about. If you're a 14 year old, where do you start? But if you're an adult, if you're a fully formed adult who likes movies, Rocky, and you haven't seen
1: this for a long time, right? Yeah,
0: right. Starting it with the I haven't one, seen it at all. The first one still holds up well. It's a great movie. It and it's.
1: You will you'll, you'll be sold into it.
0: Yeah, and so quickly I want to bring this up because I'm going to do this. Um, we talked about these first four. I am going to put up a poll on Twitter when we release this and uh, ask for what is your favorite Rocky movie, one, two, three, or four. So check that out and vote um, because I think it will be interesting to see what people think about that, um, uh, you know. Well, They're yeah. all for good. So, We're all
1: about audience participation. Yes, yes. So as, as well as we can.
0: So look for us on Twitter and uh, look for that poll. I'll uh, post a link on Instagram or something too, or you know, a photo to remind everybody.
1: But, well, and look forward to our next episode. It's going to be a little bit different. Yep. Um, we're not going to do our normal format. We we going to recap the year. We got a lot of different. We got things one more movie on.
0: before we recap the year. Oh, we do have one more. Movie. We have one more movie. We we do have one more movie. We, before we have we recap to break a rule before we get to the the end episode. Well, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We have we we have one more. Well, we have one more movie that we're going to do a comedy. I
0: think. Oh yeah, that, that's right. We have two more movies to do actually.
1: We do because so it, it, you probably noticed by now. Depending on the type of movie, comedy, drama, we, you know, we might have different personalities and different takes on things. But we have a lot of fun doing our comedies. We have a lot of fun doing everything. But our com- Comedies are kind of uh, real special, so we're going to give you guys one more comedy, yep, and then we'll have our recap,
0: yep, our annual recap. We'll, we'll have our, have our, have our, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. we'll have
1: our annual recap, and then no, we won't tell them yet what's going to happen yeah, after that.
0: Right, right. We'll and see. then the season,
1: season one will wrap up, and we'll we'll go swimming we'll, for
0: the. Summer. We'll take we'll take a little break for the summer. We'll actually keep working and record stuff and put it in the can, and then uh, get back fired up uh, later in the summer, early fall. So, huh. um, so yeah, the movie's still good. What grade do you give it, Nate? A minus. I think that's right. I think A minus or B plus, I'm gonna go A minus because I like it so much if you if it doesn't hold a special But place I will in your say art- B
1: plus without the Rocky soundtrack.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you take the music out it, it, it that drops it down a grade. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Yeah. So A minus. Yep. Yeah, so movie's still good. I, I give it an A minus two. Um you know, B plus if you're a harsh grader, but still great. Um so yeah, it's still good and go see it. Uh, check it out. You got anything else?
1: No, thanks for listening.
0: Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, look for us on social media and uh, check us out. Download, rate, subscribe, review. We appreciate everybody that's listening. And uh, we're going to keep on going, wrap up the season, and uh, then we're going to retool and uh, get better for next year. So uh, thanks again for listening, and we will see you again soon on Is That Movie Still Good? This has been a No Land In podcast production. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.